0: com
1: the revolution this, this this show is brought to you by safety fm
2: get the corporate bullshit this is the rated r safety
0: show with your host dr uh it doesn't matter who the host is well Welcome to another glorious edition of the Rated R Safety Show, or maybe should I say another glorious edition, but it is an early version of the Rated R Safety Show. Anyways, today's Friday, October the 9th of 2020, day 283 of the year, and only 83 days left to go. Anyways, how are you doing today on this lovely Friday? Now, are you considering this a holiday weekend with Monday being Columbus Day? I never know on how people look at that stuff. Anyways, hopefully you're going off and having some grand times right now on this lovely Friday. Friday morning. I know that I'm a little bit earlier than normal, but here's what happens. And let's just be realistic because I have to tell you, I'm not going to lie to you about it. Had a meeting scheduled for today. Did not realize at what time it was scheduled for. Could not reschedule it. So I said, hey, let's come to you early today and hang out and do this stuff together. So hopefully you'll be able to enjoy it. And then of course, here's the cool part about the whole thing. If you're not able to make it right now at the nine o'clock hour, We'll do this again at noon. So you can actually, well, let me rephrase it. We won't do it again at noon, but you get to watch it at noon if you want to. That's always a choice there that's readily available for you. Anyways, if you're new to the show and not sure on how this shit goes, let me explain it to you from the very, very top. It's pretty simple. Here's the way that it goes. We have some real newscasters that jump on, gives us some news, some of the news stories that are going on out there. And then I jump in. And give you my versionality of what's going on inside of the news. Some people like it. Some people hate it. Some people are not sure what the hell is going on. And now here's the fun part where people tend to forget from time to time is that the news has stuff related to safety in it. So that's how we combined everything together. So that's what will be going on today. Yeah, some differences for sure. If you're taking a look on the viewer going around inside of the room that I'm hanging out in now, slightly different. I know. But I guess that's just the way that it goes. Anyway, so we're hanging out doing this today. So let me just get you started with some feature story news right away, and then we'll get that rolling and bowling and, you know, moving and grooving.
2: Here is the news on the Radio R Safety Show.
1: Feature story news in London, I'm Molly Barrett. The last known French hostage has been released in Mali. Sophie petrona has been held for nearly four years in the West African country by an armed group with ties to al-Qaeda. Ross Cullen reports from FSN Paris. The 75-year-old aid worker with malnourished children in Mali was the last French citizen held hostage in the world. She was abducted by an armed group in 2016 in the northern Malian city of Gao. Last week the government there freed more than 100 prisoners which sparked speculation of a prisoner swap for Petronan and a Malian politician Soumailia Cisse who was also being held. Upon her release Sophie Petronan said she kept telling herself to hang on, hold on and stay strong. French President Emmanuel Macron says he learned with immense relief of the release. Belgium's two top telcos say they're not only dropping Huawei from their 5G rollouts, but also ripping out the Chinese company's technology from their 2, 3 and 4G networks. It's the latest move to sideline the Chinese telecoms equipment maker as pressure mounts from Washington. Tony Waterman reports from Brussels. This is the most aggressive move by a European telco so far. Orange Belgium and competitor Proximus, which is majority owned by the Belgian government, have both sidestepped Huawei and selected Nokia to build out their 5G networks. But not only that, both companies say they will rip out and replace existing Huawei equipment by 2023. Europe has faced heavy political pressure from the U.S. to ban Huawei. Washington says its equipment can be used for spying by Beijing, something the company in China fiercely deny. Belgium, while a small country, hosts the European headquarters, so the reversal is significant. Other countries like Poland, the UK and France have also taken action to ban Huawei. Russia's recorded 12,126 new COVID-19 cases in 24 hours, its highest daily figure since the start of the pandemic. But as the virus spreads across the country, officials are resisting repeating the tough measures introduced in the spring. Julia Chapman reports from Moscow.
2: More than a third of the cases were in the capital, Moscow, which saw the worst of the first wave in the spring. Hospitals in the capital have reported an influx of patients, and two makeshift facilities have been reopened. But officials say they are not minded to bring in a fresh lockdown. The mayor has urged businesses to send a third of their workforce to work remotely, and is urging over 65s to stay at home. Russia has already registered a vaccine against COVID-19, while phase three of the clinical trials is ongoing.
1: In France, the cities of Lyon, Lille, Grenoble and Saint-Étienne are becoming zones of maximum coronavirus alert from Saturday. A series of European governments are now moving to tougher restrictions as cases of COVID-19 spike on the continent. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN.
2: This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. (laughs) He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show.
0: Why do they always pick on me? I just don't get it. Anyway, so a lot of stuff going on inside of the news, but we already kind of knew some of that information. Kind of funny. As we were on the verge of starting, I had somebody shoot me over a news story. We'll get to that one. It's it's kind of different. <laughs> I'll tell you that for sure. Um, so we'll we'll cover some of that information. Um, as we do talk about some of the things. You know what? I did forget to do right off the bat. And this is always the fun part because we have to talk about these things, and I didn't do it. So let's do it now. Let's talk about the things that are currently trending. So, in the trends, because it is the weekend, and it is a longer weekend than normal, depending on where you're actually located, this is what's going to happen now. The weekend will go like this. So, let me kind of give you the lay of the land. This weekend is a longer weekend because of Columbus Day. So, let me tell you what is trending on Netflix for new movies that are coming out. Deaf, you? Fast and Furious Spy Racers season re- season two rio i didn't even know that was a thing uh guinea weds sunny super monsters dia monsters dia de los monsters, de los monsters. It, it it doesn't say monstros it says monsters uh the 40 year old virgin yeah that's a that's a that's an interesting one uh and it says version not virgin so that's i don't know is that the, even the same movie i'm thinking of uh, also, let's see on HBO Max this weekend, new movies popping up Charm City Kings for Disney Plus. You'll start seeing The Chronicles of Narnia, The Voyage to Down Treader? I don't know. And then X2. Yeah, that old movie with the X Men. New to Hulu will be Scream 4, Terminator Dark Face, Infamous Savage Youth, Scotch A Golden Dream. What are some of this shit? I haven't even heard of it. Um, and then to Amazon Prime Terminator Dark Fate, The Doorman, Jack and Jill, Ben Ten versus the Universe, the movie. Ben Ten versus the Universe, the movie. I guess that's of like if I I don't I don't know I don't know better not say that one. So a lot of interesting movies for sure. And I'll and I'll go into the Terminator Dark Fate one. Did you see that movie? I thought it was interesting that it was a Terminator movie that Arnold Schwarzenegger was not the star of. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. Nothing against Linda Hamilton. Please understand that. But boy, did that take a different twist than what I originally expected. Good movie, though. Um, A lot of people hated it. I thought it was pretty good. But then again, I'm a sucker for a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. I'm I'm not going to lie. When it comes to Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jim Carrey, I almost said Jim Kelly, which is something entirely different. Jim Carrey and Brad Pitt. I don't know. Those movies I will watch regardless of what's going on in another another movie. Not act. Well, maybe the actor. Anything with Ryan Reynolds I'll watch as well, which is kind of strange. But let's not even go into the list of female actresses that I'll watch regardless of what the hell is playing. Anyways, let's get into this important stuff. Let's get into some of the news that is going on out there because I think that that will be important for what you and I have going on here today. <laughs>
2: safety in a way never heard of before the rated r safety show on safety fm
0: Okay, a man enjoying the day of golf in Colorado was gored by an elk. Zach Monarch was golfing with friends at Evergreen Golf Course when he came across a herd of elk, famously roaming the area. While many of the animals appear to be peaceful, one of them charged the golfer puncturing Bob's hip and kidney with his antler. He was then transported to a local hospital, and it was expected to recover. Colorado Parks and Wildlife Information Officers Jason Clay stated that the elk roaming the golf course are in mating season and can become overly aggressive aggressive and ter- territorial. Well, holy shit! Territorial. Aggressive because it's mating season. Boy, does that sound familiar. I'm talking about the elk. What the hell were you thinking about? Some people, I just don't get it. We're still talking about the elk here, but here's the thing. I gave you a versionality earlier in the week, much shorter version of the story, but this goes back to the concepts that we talk about all the time. What in the heck is going on with some of these things? And then how do you prep? How do you prep for this? By the way, if you're wondering what the hell is going on behind me, my light's actually hanging out and moving with my voice today. So that's kind of fun. Um, but you know, seriously. We have to talk about that. It's like, how do you prep for this? Like, there's no way that you're going to sit there for a moment and go, oh, yeah, let's kind of plan for some random elk to come in. Meanwhile, I'm actually going to be out of the golf course. That's just not going to happen that way. So something to think about for sure. Anyways, let's continue going down. Dollar General wants to attract high income shoppers. Okay, so let's go. The company plans to open brand new stores called Pop Shelf that mostly sells things shoppers don't need but might want, such as party supplies, home decor, and beauty products. How is beauty products not a need? Uh, Items will be priced mostly at at under $5 but designed to let shoppers from households that earned as much as $125,000 stores will be located in the suburbs of larger cities with two plans for Nashville in the next weeks and 30 by the end of the year, by the end of the year, aren't we in October, October? So I don't know. Do you go to five below? Is this sounds like five below? It is a store that everything's $5 or below just in case if the naming was throwing some people off, but how is that much different? do you go to Dollar General? I know that a lot of people that go to Dollar Tree. And nothing against either of the stores. I just don't understand how certain people can go to Dollar Tree and spend 70 bucks. What 70 items do you need inside of Dollar Tree? That's a whole other long story. And if the person's listening, I still love you. Don't take it the wrong way. Um, But seriously. Is this a competitive market? And pop shelf. That's exactly what comes to mind when I start thinking about that. Pop shelf. I don't know. Maybe you can go there and tell me what you think. Anyways, let's continue real quick. Two California condor chicks are confirmed dead and nine others still missing as a result of the Dolan fire, which has been burning since August. If none of the missing condors survive, the Central California flock will be, have lost 10% of its population in the wildfire. The Dolan Fire has burned nearly 125,000 acres and is listed to be about 91% contained. Think about that. That's one hell of a fire as we talk about it for sure. Because think about this for a second. We'll really think about it for longer than a second. But if we're talking about 91% contained and it's been about two months now. That's a lot of time and a lot of money invested in 125,000 acres. Woo. A lot of land for sure. Think about it. Think about how much room we're talking about here. And this particularly being covered. So what do you think about when you hear all this kind of weird stuff in this? Because it's definitely not fun stuff. I can turn around and say fun stuff, but it's not fun. But we know that already. Duh. Anyway, so a lot to think about, a lot to have the conversation about, a lot of things just really going on. Anyways, before I forget, you are listening to us exclusively on safetyfm.com. If you're listening to us via the streamer or if you're listening to us via the radio app. Of course, those are always available to you to be able to pay attention, take a close listen, or listen to the different methods via video or however podcasts and so on. If not, you can always download our app at safetyfm.com. Also, as I continue on, we did talk about yesterday about saving the date for October the 21st. Don't worry, I'm going to let you know what's going on, just not today. October the 21st, save the date. I got something special for you that I would love to share. Researchers in Mar- in Morocco, or Ma- yeah, Morocco have discovered that a new species of Mosaur, a prehistoric reptile that lived during the dinosaurs, the new species is known as, are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm never going to be able to pronounce that correctly. Had a narrow, highly elongated snout and a interlocking teeth, according to the study of the Journal of Semantic Petalondagy. Okay, hold on, let's try that. Petalondagy. So there you go. The study notes that while it's unclear the large G, yeah, they're calling it now a large G. They're calling it a large GL group based on the skull discovered, which is about three feet long, as well as isolated bones and it is believed to be a creature that could reach up to about 50 feet in length and weigh in about as much as 30,000 pounds. That's a little hefty, 30,000 pounds. There you go. The, the creature lived during the late creature period, which took place about 72 million years ago and sixty six million between 72 million and 66 million years ago. Do you add that shit up when you say that? I never know. By the way, just in case if you're wondering, yes, I am representing for California today. They've been on my heart and in my thoughts for the last little bit. So that is the California logo or flag with the actual H around it. Yeah. Don't worry about the H. He'll tell you that for sure. Um, yeah, some brand that I'm tied in with, just so you know. Um, so let's continue, continue, continue. We talked about this briefly on the main news stories yesterday. So let's talk about it again today. The 2020 Nobel Prize for Literature goes to Lois Glock. A true artsy-fartsy form. Yeah, she's, she said that, well, she was honored to win. It's too new, and I don't know really what it means during the conference call accepting. Since 1993, only two other two Americans have won the Literature Award. Toni Morrison in 1993 and Bob Dylan in 2016. In case you're wondering what kind of writing gets a Nobel Prize, this is her poem, Snowdrop. I did not expect to survive, earth suppressing me. I didn't expect to be to awaken again to feel the damp earth on my body. I don't know. I just tell you what's there. Don't shoot the messenger. Uh, You know, I always look at it and I thought that Andrew Dice Clay was a poet. I mean, I thought he had some good literature. I mean, I'm sure it did not blend well with what some other people thought. But man, I thought that he took those nursery rhymes and really was able to rock and roll them. But that's just my opinion.
1: You are listening to something magical. <laughs> You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show.
0: Okay, so let's continue, continue, continue. Even an in increased law enforcement presence in Portland, Oregon, there's not much on the line for protesters who get arrested. Portland CBS affiliates say that about 213 arrests in September, 295 in August, and 90% have been charged, dropped completely. And many... Where repeat offenders. So, word for the wise: break a window, punch that guy, because the worst that will happen is that you spend the night in jail. Now, that sounded a little sarcastic. No, but seriously, I don't know. When I say that kind of stuff, I just say it because that's what's there. And then, number two, what do you think about this? I know that there's there's a difference between protesting, and there's a difference between rioting, and there's a difference between looting. So, let's talk about the difference because sometimes some people, when you say protesting. They automatically think that it's rioting or looting or destroying property and all that horseshit. And that's definitely not what I'm talking about. Talk about protesting. What do you think about what should happen to all these people that are doing protesting? Should they be arrested? Now, this report did not say protesting. It said, well, it did say protesting. It didn't say rioting, and it didn't say looting. So the people that are looting and protest are looting and rioting, what should happen? Should they be put into the slammer, the pokey, whatever the hell you want to call it? There's so many different things there for sure. But I look at it and I go, we have to have the conversation because there is a huge difference. And how is this shit monitored? And then if you're a repeat offender, should something different occur? What do you think? I'm asking your opinion because you're the listener, you're the watcher, you're the viewer, so you'll definitely have an opinion on the whole thing. So I just don't want to sit here and say this is the correct way and it be absolutely wrong from your point of view or somebody else's point of view. I don't think we're going to solve this on this rated R safety show because that sure as hell probably never going to happen, but it's something to think about. Anyways, a, a Roman coin chimer- Hold on. Commensurating. The assassination of Julius Caesar has surfaced. Extremely rare coin made in 42 BC, two years after the assassination, may be worth millions, according to Mark Salzberg, chairman of the Nomostatic corgi Corporation. It was part of a private collection in Europe. The front has a portrait of Marcus Junius, Junius Brutus, one of Caesar's assassins, and the other side has two daggers and the word... The word that spells out like this, Mar E-I-D space M-A-R, a Latin abbreviation for Ides of Much. Salzburg has explained that there, while there's nearly about 100 coins made in silver and accounted for, this is the only third known example to be made out of gold. The other two were discovered in Egypt on a remote Scottish island in 2018 and 2017, respectively. So, you know, I always think it's interesting. When you hear about stuff like this, because I think that, you know, as you already are aware, the worth is in the eyes of the beholder. So let's say, for instance, that coin is worth several million dollars and you had several million dollars available. I'm not saying you don't. Let's just say that you do. Is this something that you would purchase? It's a legitimate question. Because that's the stuff that I always want to understand. What is it worth to you? Would you pay several million dollars for this commemorative coin of what occurred? I know it did happen two years after the fact, but something to think about for sure as we talk about it.
2: We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show.
0: Yeah, a lot of interesting things going on for show in this world of ours as of late. So, some bad news with the continuing things going on. We have to talk about a little bit about everything, and that's what we do here. Ruby Tuesdays filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy this week, adding to the growth of lists of restaurants financially struggling because of the coronavirus restrictions. According to the filing, the Tennessee-based chain hopes to reduce the debt in order to improve its finances and stay in business. While the plan is to reposition and recover, CEO Sean Lenderman said that 185 restaurants that are closed during the pandemic will not reopen. Meanwhile, 236 locations are still open, but at a limited capacity. And I know that we talk about this all the time, and we've been talking about it quite a bit, but what the hell is going to happen next? And I'm not saying let's reopen. I'm not saying let's stay closed. I'm just saying what the hell is going to happen next? Because now we're talking about, Ruby Tuesdays, did I say Ruby Tuesdays? Now I'm confused. I even confused myself. I said Ruby Tuesdays and all of a sudden I thought about Fridays. I don't know what the hell happened in my brain, but think about a lot of interesting stuff, a lot of restaurants, a lot of mom and pops also closing as we speak. So it's just not kind of limited to the chain places. It's not limited to the mom and pops. It's kind of all across the board exactly what's going on. And I'll tell you, and I know that we talk about it, and it's Friday, and we're supposed to be hanging out having fun depending on how you treat the days of the week. But there's a lot of safety professionals that have been laid off. There are a lot of safety pros that I know that are not striving in this economy because it's not an economy that you that a lot of organizations are striving in. I've seen a lot of great safety professionals be laid off. I've also seen some safety professionals be swapped out because of what people can be paid now salary-wise. And I'm not saying everybody needs to be making six figures or seven figures as a safety pro, so understand that. But they're being tra- trained out for other things. There's even great ones at five figures. Don't get me wrong. I don't know anybody in four figures. That's a good thing. Don't, don't take that the wrong way. But I think about it and I go, what the hell is going to happen? I mean, a lot of stuff needs to be looked at on what's going on and how are we going to make it? And believe me, this can become a very strange conversation. But a lot of changes are happening at this particular time. A lot of places closing. A lot of places not surviving because of everything that's going on inside of the world. Makes it a very difficult time. Sometimes makes it a very difficult conversation as well. And I don't ever want to sit here and... Grandstand because I have a microphone. Now I want to sit here and go, "Hey, this is the reality of the stuff that's going on, and we need to talk about it." And sometimes some of the things that I can say can come across as very one-sided. Duh. Duh. And can come across as me having a narrow mind on what I'm thinking about things. But I think that there's certain items that we just have to talk about. And sometimes they're not comfortable. Sometimes they're not the easiest thing to reference. But it's a conversation that needs to be had. Let's not lie about it. Some of us choose not to have these conversations because it's our option not to, but it's are still part of the reality. Are you aware that they are there saying right now that most people that are out or probably one in every four people that you know is suffering from unemployment at this particular moment or affected by unemployment? But this is not a conversation that a lot of people have. One in four. And I think that that really varied on the area that you're in because I think that nationally that would be a very difficult thing to say based on when we see the percentages. But look at it. And we talk about new jobs coming into the economy, but how sustainable are they? And we know that some people are on unemployment. And I know some people don't want to talk about that, but let's talk about it anyways for a, a quick minute. The CARES stimulus stuff is going to be gone at the end of the year. And I'm not saying, hey, let's do a whole plethora of things, but there has to be new jobs for these people that are on unemployment for them to be able to move forward, especially if they're going to have zero coming in after that. So how is that going to work? And we're talking about really new work. And I'm not saying let's just bypass the virus and just run, but it's a conversation that we need to have. How are these new jobs going to be? And a lot of conversations have come about in regards of different things to do. I've even heard some people talk about universal salaries, and we, that will become a whole other weird conversation if we go down that path. And it becomes a very political conversation at the same time, too. I'm just trying to have an understanding on what can we do next. As long as somebody can explain what can happen going forward. Because I look at it from the standpoint of this. It's humans helping humans, regardless on how you look at it black, white, yellow, blue, whatever hell color. It's humans helping humans. I think in a few years I might have a different conversation besides humans helping humans if we continue to see some of the weird stuff that's coming on in the news that the Department of Defense is admitting to, but that's a whole other conversation, something to think about there. And not trying to make such a serious tone today in regards to what's going on, but it is a true conversation that needs to be had. What will happen next? I can't solve it for you. You can't solve it for me. So let's, we need to start having this conversation and see what things are going to change, what's going to make logical sense. What do you think should happen? You'll know better than I do. That's for sure.
1: You are listening to a Radio God. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a Radio God. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM.
0: Okay, let's continue down the path here. The violence in Chicago isn't going away. On Wednesday, 14 people were shot, including two fatalities. Of the wounded was a 10-year-old who was shot in the back when someone who approached a group of friends at a park. Two men in a separate incident survived shots to the face. And those who succumbed to their injuries include an 18-year-old man who was fired upon from an SUV as he was walking on the east side. The other fatality was a 30-year-old man and who officers found shot in the chest on the south side. The shooting began about 12.35 a.m. and continued throughout the day with the last reported incident at 10.40 p.m. And let me, let me ask the question, especially if you've been listening all week, what day did we not have a conversation this week about gun violence? What day? I can tell you there was one day we didn't talk about gun violence during the whole show. It was Wednesday. Do you know why it was Wednesday? Because we didn't do anything on Wednesday. We were not here on Wednesday. But why is this a still ongoing thing? Why does this continue to occur? And I know that we talk about all kinds of weird stuff and we talk about amendment rights and all that kind of fun stuff. And believe me, I'm not saying let's take away people's guns. Not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, how do we do the validity of check of people having guns? We don't know if this guy had, or gal had this gun legally or illegally. So I don't want to go down that path. But it is a conversation. It is a conversation. We have to have a better understanding. And I know some people are not going to like that, and that's okay because I do say some shit that people don't like. It's not the first time that I've done it. Sure, it won't be the last time. A lot of people watch because they hate me. A lot of people watch because they don't hate me. So I understand. But also, what I look at is this. We have to have part of these conversations. There are uncomfortable, and people want to make them political, and i that's cool. But what are we going to do? It's about betterment. How can we make it better? This is gun violence been going on for quite a bit and a lot of violence coming out of Chicago. And don't get me wrong. I've been to Chicago. I love Chicago. It's a nice place. But it's a very violent place as well. What can we do to make things better? That's always what it's been about. If you look about if you look at it all the time. The conversation here is safety and health and news, but it's talking about humanity and trying to make things better overall. Really think about it for a moment. This is what the show is about. I might be a jackass half the time, but it's really about trying to make this place a better place when it's all said and done. Think about that for a moment.
2: Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves, only on Safety FM.
0: Okay, Wisconsin has been in the news a
2: lot lately as one of the top COVID
0: hotspots in the country. On Wednesday, Governor Tony Evers opened the field hospitals at the state fairground near Milwaukee to be ready to make potential overflow cases. The 530-bed clinic was built in April in preparation for a surge of cases that never came. Here are some of the stats regarding hospital capacities infected in the state from Wisconsin Departments of Health website services. 214 COVID patients are in 1,395 ICU beds in the state, 873 COVID patients are in the state's 11,452 non-ICU beds, and it should be noted that there is a number that does not distinguish between being treated for or those treated with the virus. The percentage of positive reported are 169 this is um, found by taking all positive tests and dividing them into individual tests. Worth noting, individuals that are only counted once while all their positive test results are counted. There are more ac- accurate reporting of 9% takes into all positives and divide them into the total numbers, which include those tested more than once. So a lot of stuff there. A lot of stuff there in good old Wisconsin. I did not realize also that it is a swing state. So, I don't know. I'm just telling you the stuff that's going on because I always think that that's important. Anyways, let's continue down a little bit and let me get you into some other stuff because, you know, we're going to get to that portion at one point where we're going to start talking about politics and all that kind of fun stuff. And, you know, it can be a little much. So, let's talk a little bit about showbiz. Yeah. Showbiz! James Bond's fans may be... Have to wait until next year for the next 007 movie, but those in, with deep pockets can um, can get their hands on some of the most famous items series next month. The ivory-colored bikini worn by Ursula Andrish and Dr. No, the first Bond movie, is up for auction in Los Angeles at an estimated—are you ready for this— $500,000. Other items include Rogers Moore monogram pajamas ensemble from live and let die estimated at $10,000 to $15,000. The gray signature jacket worn by Ernest Blofeld in diamonds are forever $20,000 to $30,000. And Jane Seymour's Emerald Sight cape headdress from live and let die between $60,000 and $80,000. The auction will take place online in Los Angeles on November the 12th through the 13th. So good luck if you're into the auction scene. If that's what you're interested in doing. Anyways, Don Levy, yeah, you might have heard about him quite a bit lately. So here we go. Has hit out the officials from Comedy Central India for censoring the same-sex kiss that hit the show Shit's Creek. He shared on on March 2019 a tweet from Comedy Central in India featuring a promo video of the episode Homecoming. The video features a house party scene with Levy's character, David, who kisses Ted Mullins, Dustin's character, during the game of Spin the Bottle. Comedy Central India cut the scene from their broadcast. Levy tweeted, this is a show about power of of inclusivity. The censorship of gay intimacy is making it hard." full statement against the message. He concluded with the hashtag love is love. So there you go. Interesting stuff there. Shits Creek actually just cleaned. Didn't they just clean up like the Emmys? I thought that they won like every award for the comedy section that was available. And I watched that show. My wife watches that show. My wife really likes that show. Um, I think it's okay. I mean, I try not to hang out too much on TV because I know how addictive it can be at times. Anyways, right, let's talk a little bit about Amanda Bynes is considering getting a celebrity fragrance business, according to her lawyer. Amanda is a very entrepreneurial. She's in, she's investigating fragrances. She is now considering perfume and adding a clothing line. In February, Bynes expressed interest in starting her own fashion label, posting that she was really looking forward to starting my clothing line and hoping that she is near the future will cut Cut it online. Her lawyers caution, though, that don't need to be too excited. She is still a student earning her degree. So there you go. A lot of interesting stuff there for sure. Anyways, let's continue down the path here. Different things going on, going on, going on. And before we get too far, well, you know, it's probably about midpoint of the show, give or take. So let's talk about the main story. And what is the main story? We'll tell you in a second. Or maybe not.
2: Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show.
0: Okay, so living the dream. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people probably saw that in the title and were like, what the hell does this mean? Hello, Fit Online. How are you? So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So let's talk about it directly. Let's talk about living the dream, and it's not going to be exactly what you were thinking when I actually did reference it. Let's talk about it exactly what it means. So there's a little bit more to this, so don't think that I'm going to sit here and be like, oh, yes, I am living the dream that I've wanted all my life. No, what I'm going to tell you about is the following, and this is something that's pretty interesting as I've done some research on it. It's hard to get a break from the pandemic, as you already are fully aware. And, of course, my page here just decided to do the strange number. Because that's what happens here. Because if I hit the mouse and go one direction and not the other, that will cause it to go somewhere else. How fun is this? Don't worry, because I wrote all this stuff down. Because you know what I did yesterday as I was doing this? I was writing a script. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, it's hard to break from the, pa- from the pandemic, even when you're sleeping, according to a new study. So this is what I want to talk about. And the weird thing, many of us are having similar dreams about it So let's talk about it. Published in the Journal of Frontiers of Psychology, Psychology. researchers in Finland use computer modeling to track similarities across 4,000 people, pandemic related dreams. The study found that repeating dreams content associations across includes which reflect an mm-hmm. apocalyptic ambience of COVID 19 lockdown, according to New Studies lead author. The researchers the researchers speculate that dreaming in extreme circumstances result in shared visual imagery, and dreams can indicate from the same form of shaped mishap across individuals. The most common type of nightmares reported are having traveling difficulties and with overcrowding involved. The second was... Other people disregarding social distancing, other common COVID-19-related nightmares involved surgery and medical complications, concerns from personal protective equipment, and elderly people in trouble at the end of being canceled. So there you go. Think about that for a second. They're saying shared dreams across the board, according to this research study done by the Journal of Frontiers of Psychology, of having shared dreams. Now, let's not get into too much of the cray-cray stuff for a moment, but think about this for a second. This shared dream, shared mantra, shared meditation stuff has been something that's been discussed for years, way before I was ever in existence. But interesting that 4,000 people across had similar dreams or slash nightmares, however you want to take a look at it, as they were having the discussion. So as you look at this and hear me say this, what do you think about this? Do you think that it's just confirmation bias or do you think that it's actually what's going on? Because I say confirmation bias, which would be very difficult to prove inside of this. But it's something for sure to have the conversation or at least thought about and think about as you're talking about this. So, you know, a lot of stuff came to mind when I was thinking about it. Why don't people have dreams or nightmares about what about homeschooling their kids? Maybe that should be one. And to everyone else who is dreaming those same things, I am still showing up naked. Almost every night in most of my dreams. Overcrowding, there's something I haven't worried about for about almost six months. So that's another interesting part to talk about. So I don't know, a lot of things to think about. What are your dreams about lately? What are you thinking about? What is your thought process as you're going through a lot of this? I say this from the standpoint of, isn't it weird overall? And yes, it is a feeling statement that we're talking about here. Isn't it strange on how this stuff works? How are people having similar dreams that don't even know each other? That's something to think about. That's for sure. And this stuff can get weird quick. But who knows? I'm just a guy behind a microphone.
1: Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety
2: FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests.
1: Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM.
2: When you're in the courtroom fighting big business, government, or insurance companies, you can't blink because they can smell fear. They have the money and the power to grind you down. And that's why you need me. I'm not afraid, and I don't cut and run. It's in my DNA. And that's why we're unstoppable. Yeah, good old unstoppable,
0: our friends at Figer Law. So if you're needing to have an attorney, contact our friends there. They're they're always full of fun. I like Jeff. Jeff's pretty cool. Pretty cool guy, that's for sure. Don't take him the wrong way. He's a fun guy. Sometimes misunderstood. Great guy, though, overall. Anyways, let's continue into the news of the weird. A new pandemic-themed, yes, I did say new pandemic-themed, erotic novel has hit the digital shelves. And I'm not joking as I say this. And it's taking the internet by storm! Kissing the coronavirus by MJ Edwards is described as a... She was supposed to cure the coronavirus. Instead, she fell in love with Dr. Alexa Ashington Ford and part of the crack team of scientists tasked on finding the cure to the devastating coronavirus. Little did she know that she would end up falling intertwined with those green men who has the coronavirus like making on his skin. As they move in for a kiss, the book had 121 ratings and an average 3.5 star most of them five stars or one star reviews. finally something that looks riskier than being being an extra on a WAP video shoot yeah I did say that I did say that for sure uh let's con- let's continue for sure hold on we got something uh, I had a homopathic doctor who used to track patients dreams. And you described it real phenomenon, according to him. Many patients had similar dreams in revelant world and events. Thank you, LinkedIn user, for that one. Unfortunately, I don't know who you are because it's showing LinkedIn user and not the name. But cool stuff there. That's interesting. How I would love to know how long ago this was. Because I always find that that stuff's interesting. Pretty interesting on how it works. Anyways, let's continue a little bit forward here. Let's see if we get a response. University student Rosie Cole had... To be rescued by firefighters when she got stuck in her dryer on a dare. Admittedly bored during the coronavirus COVID-19 lockdown, the undergrad from Yorkshire, UK, had swelled, had swelled up a couple of bottles of wine and some tequila shots, because you know that's a great combination, when they dared their pal to take a tumble once she once she realized that she wouldn't be able to remove herself she, and neither of her friends could get her out either. First responders were called and took three firefighters to rescue a, tip, a, tippy, a tipsy college co-ed, and resulting in the video is now going viral. Because, of course, why wouldn't it be? No charges will be pressed. Well, what the hell are the charges are going to be made for? That's what I want to understand. If you're going to charge this person, what would you charge them for? Um, being drunk and getting into a dryer? I don't know some strange stuff. I never understand why everybody has to be charged for something. That's for sure. I don't, I don't know. I just sit here and kind of hang out and do my thing and go, hey, I just, I just tell you what's there. I really sometimes think that we should get kind of heavy on videos as we do this, but I'm never, I'm never sure if that's the, the smart approach. Anyways, did you know researchers say that the brain is designed to actively remove memories, which suggests that forgetting. <laughs> Maybe it's default mode. Studies at Script Research Institute in Florida found that, it, that if we remember everything, it would completely interfere with our brains because it would all be swamped with superflows of memories. The brain doesn't have know straight away what is important and what isn't. So it tries to remember as much as possible but gradually forgets most things it is thought that after a new memory forms the forgetting mechanism begins to erase it as cells reverse the structural changes that created the memory unless it's thought of something somehow recognizable as important there you go that's according to quanta so there you go some information there for sure for sure so five years ago jim thank you for sharing that i always think that that stuff's interesting To talk about anyways, I think we're at the part of the show now where we're going to do you know, it's, we're going to do that Friday thing. That Friday thing. And what do I mean? What do I mean by that Friday thing? Well, on Fridays, if you're not familiar with what we do here, here's how it goes. And of course I have to find it because that always is important too. We give everybody a possibility to get all that rage out of their system that they might've had built up for the week. So I put a counter on the, on the video. That's a 30-second timer, and what I want you to do is scream and shout and let it all out, all that pent-up anger that you might have had the whole week. If you're on the radio version, don't worry, or the podcast, because I will definitely tell you when time's up. I will give you a little noise, so that, so that way you know, and then I'll let you know as well when the clock's about to start. So let's go ahead and get that timer started in the next, let's do that in three seconds, in three, two, and one. Okay, and that's going to be time, so hopefully you're able to get everything out and about and we're able to move forward. Anyway, so you know that we have to get into it from some time to another, so here we go. We are definitely at that portion of the show where we're going to talk about the swan. (laughs) So there you go. We're going to talk about this here real quickly. With President Trump lagging in the polls less than a month before the election days, Democrats aren't letting up on the gas to get rid of him. According to Nancy Pelosi, is expected to introduce legislation today to form a commission of presidential capacity to discharge the powers and duties of the office and to try to get the commander in chief removed through the 25th Amendment. Pelosi teased the announcement on Thursday, but... The Washington Post reports of the legislation related to the unanswered question about Trump's stint at Walter Reed's Hospital. So there you go. Some interesting stuff there for sure. In the wake of the debate on the fly that was spotted on Mike Pence's head during Wednesday's debate, Joe Biden campaign started selling fly swatters with the truth over fly slogan. They sold out on Thursday afternoon. The campaign says that they were. Ordered about 35,000 of them, which went out for about $10 a pop. So there you go. Interesting stuff. Yeah. There were. So if you did not watch the debate, this did make the cycles. Um, Mike Pence was, they asked him a question. He was in the, in the middle of an answer question and all that kind of fun stuff. And there was a fly that landed on his head. Now, if you're not familiar with what Mike Pence looks like, he is an older gentleman, white guy with white hair. So it was dead obvious it did occur. Um, so, of course, the memes have made have made the rounds about it let's continue the future of the presidential debates remain uncertain the commission of presidential debates announced on thursday that the next scheduled matchup that would be virtual with an audience gathering in miami and candidates sheltering in their respective hovels yeah i did say hovels asked for the spot plans including an interview with maria Thursday morning, President Trump said participating would be a waste of time. The Trump campaign instead suggested to postpone the second and third debates by a week, calling them maneuvers of pandemic politics, trying to help Joe Biden, who is in the virtual setting, could be more easily. People are saying that, you know, in this case, this is according to what the president said. He could more easily cheat using a teleprompter or an earpiece in regards of getting help with the answers. The other portion is, if you go back all the way to 1980, Jimmy Carter was running, and the first debate he opted not to do. And those are choices that the candidates have. There is nothing that says that a candidate has to go to a debate. Just want to throw that out there. Not saying, you know, it's the right thing or it's the wrong thing. It's just information. So there you go. Now you know.
2: We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show.
0: Okay, the FBI announced on Thursday the arrest of 13 people connected to the faction looking to incite civil war and kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmore. The plot straight out from a blockbuster movie the group met in the basement of a shop whose entrance was only available through a trap door hidden under a rug. Plans included, oh, oh my God, uh, detonating at bombs and the highway route Whitmer's home and holding her hostage in rural Wisconsin to undergo a show trial. They even conducted a tactical and weapons training this summer. Allegedly, Whitmer blamed the mission on President Trump's. Oh, in a state in a statement on Thursday, according to his rhetoric that he uses, formal charges include terrorism, conspiracy and illegal weapons use. So a lot of stuff there. Holy crap, dude. I don't know this stuff. I mean, I don't know. I talk about it and we talk about it and man, what the hell is going on these days? I really just don't get it. I it just doesn't click in my brain.
1: More sarcasm than a Mortal Kombat beatdown. Rated R safety
0: show. Okay, so no winner for... Tuesday nights make a million drawing. Tonight's drawing will be for $60 million or $46.4 million cash payout. No wonder for Wednesday nights draw Powerball drawing either. Saturday's drawing will be for $62 million or $49.6 million cash payout. If you're interested in knowing any of that kind of stuff, just so you know, so go out and play if that's what you're interested in doing. Uh, Let's take a look. little, 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 little stuff here. um bum, 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 Let's jump around. Let me talk to you a little bit about sports, because I think this is going to be important if you want to know. The Miami Dolphins will limit the stadium capacity to 13,000 fans, despite Governor Ron DeSantis giving the all clear to full capacity this week. Spokesperson for DeSantis' office told Fox Sports that Dolphins have been given the go-ahead to fill the Hard Rock Stadium, which seats about 65,000 fans, but Dolphins CEO and told ESPNs that they intend to stay limited capacity and put everyone's safety first. So there you go. He said it. Safety first! Anyway, so that's what's going on with the Dolphins, if you're interested in that kind of stuff. Anyways, let me tell you about some of the stuff that occurred on this day back in, let's see, let's go with the date of 2012. Women's rights activists. Malala, you is shot three times by the Taliban gunman as she was boarding her school bus in northern northwest Pakistan. Despite the attack and continued death threats from the Taliban, she continued to advocate for worldwide access to education, especially for young girls and women. In 2014, she became the youngest ever recipient of the Nobel Prize. So there you go. Interesting stuff there. Let's talk about some of the birthdays that you can celebrate today. If you're interested in, you know. You know, those kinds of things. Jacob Batalon, actor, Spider-Man franchise, 24. George Kittle, NFL player, 27. Tyler James William, everybody hates Chris, 28. Brandon Ruth, movie star. Yeah, that guy, Superman Returns. Did I say Ruth? I meant Roth. Uh, 41. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, Pan's Labyrinth, one of, one of my visual favorites, 56. Sharon Osborne, X-Factor. TV actress, why don't we just say wife of Ozzy Osbourne, 68, and today would have been former WWE wrestler, birthday Eddie Guerrero's birthday, but he passed away back in 2005. So there you go. A lot of stuff going on in the world of news today. Anyways, let's talk about some other things before we let you go. And, you know, the great thing about doing the early show is sometimes we can go over. So that's kind of cool. So let's do some of this. Let's talk about some of the BS whack facts that are going on out there because, you know, it's always important. When your inner circle, when your inner voice speaks into your head, it triggers the small muscle movement in your larynx. So there you go. The modern Pop collar originated as we uh, we as the way to keep tennis players' neck from getting sunburnt. It takes a it, uh, it takes a drop of ocean water more than one thousand years to circulate around the world. The number four is the only number with the same number of letters in its value. Interesting. An NFL water boy makes the average salary of $53,000. And in Colombia, dried ants have replaced popcorn as a typical movie theater snack. Holy molies, I didn't know that. All right, let's continue with some other stuff real quick. Talking about some other things. Square dance problems. You ready for this? People doing the safety dance instead. When you don't know where Cotton Eye Joe came from, nor where he went. Round rooms. The only juicy do most people are familiar with is the one, the the Girl Scouts cookies. Yeah, these are rough. That's rough stuff there for sure. I don't know. That might be a little bit too rough for me. Let's continue. Let's talk about some of the slices of BS that I can give you for today before we let you go. So here we go. Scientists are... Genetically modified, hold on, scientists have genetically modified cows to be born with patches of gray fur instead of black to help cows deal with climate change. So guys, how's that COVID-19 vaccination coming? Because I'm glad we're looking at patches of hair. Tesla has fired an employee on an allegation of malicious sabotaging their Fremont, California factory. He is expected to be charged, then charged again a few days later. Yep, I said that. A Domino's delivery driver was fired after being caught rubbing an ice cream container on his crotch. How dare he? Stormy Daniels has snapped back to Melania Trump after the first lady called her a porn hooker in a newly revealed tapes. This sounds like something of a catfight at a strip club. Dolly Parton is teasing that she might pose for Playboy to celebrate turning 75. Fans, <laughs> fans think it will be the biggest issue of Playboy's history, while insiders say that is just another big bust.
1: Oops, what did she just say? We at Safety
2: FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests.
1: Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, the next phone
0: call you receive today start off with this. This might give a nice little spin to everything. What small thing completely enrages you? If you need a random joke to use today, I'm guessing I'll die never knowing that pumpkins taste like when you actually have room for it. Well, to be frank with you, I'd have to change my name. Yep, said that. Okay, so if you need some stuff for the water cooler, here you go. Question. 4% of us have experience at Thanksgiving gathering where this embarrassing situation happens to us. Sat down and broke the chair. Yep, that's something very common. At least for 4%. So there you go. If you need another question to use, 86% of dog owners do this at least once a month. What is it? Tell the dog that they love them. There you go. A lot of interesting things for sure with that going on. Anyways, let's talk about the days of the year that you can celebrate today because those are always important for all of us. Curious Events Day, Fire Prevention Day, International Beer and Pizza Day, National Pro-Life Cupcake Day, National Moldy Cheese Day. Isn't every cheese moldy? Nautilus Day. National Sneaker Day, World Day Against Death Penalty, Scrubs Day, Submarine Hoagie Hero Grinder Day, that's a lot, Vet Nurse Day, World Egg Day, World Post Day, so there you go, a lot of day, 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 day. Anyways, I always like to tell this to people for us to have the discussion, so don't worry about it, I'm not going to let it slip up today. Right now, I know it's a very rough time with everything going on, so let's talk about it, be direct and to the point. If you're suffering through any thoughts of depression or thoughts of suicide, there is a phone number that you can call to talk to somebody and see what exactly is going on. That phone number is at 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-TALK, or 1-800-273-8255. That's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. They are there 24 hours a day, seven days a week to take your phone calls and answer any questions or concerns that you might have or to even interact with whatever you have going on. If you don't feel comfortable doing the phone call aspect, you can go to their website at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That that actually right there has a chat box available where you can interact with somebody Right there via chat box. Keep in mind, the phone number does not accept text messages. So if you try to text them, they're not going to be able to respond to you. So I just want you to know that as well. Also, the other portion we talk about all the time is missingkids.org. If you're ever wondering what happens after an Amber Alert, contact missingkids.org. They have a plethora of information on what's going on in your local community. Right now, they're unable to accept new people to help and assist in their programs, but they are able to accept financial donations. You can go to missingkids.org to find out some more info. And if you can't do either right now, go to the website and just have some information and help your general community. I always think that those things are very important to do so. So that's a lot of the stuff going on. Anyways, by request, tomorrow... Tomorrow, tomorrow, yes, tomorrow is Saturday, and I know it's an extended weekend for most, but tomorrow, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, HOP 101 Weekend Edition class. Starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, as I just referenced, we will cover the foundations of HOP. So if you want some more information, go to safetyfm.io. I'll do the little picture, too just to throw it out there. Um, Go to safetyfm.io to find out more information and how to acquire a ticket for the event. So just go to safetyfm.io. It is a live class, not not any of that pre-recorded stuff. We'll just do it right there live in real time where we'll get to interact with each other. That's for sure as we are able to do so. Anyways, I always want to tell you that you are definitely the best part of Safety FM. We will be definitely talking about some other things going on next week. We will start our new giveaway for the newest book by Sam Goodman. So there you go. Our own in-house hop nerd obscured. We will be giving those away starting next week. So be on the lookout for that. If you're interested in acquiring one, we will do that in the contest scenario. Also, before I forget, October the 21st, save the date, save the date, save the date. And we'll talk about it next week for sure. If I can leave you with one thing for sure today, do this. Think about this thought. A thankful heart is not only the greatest virtue, but the parent of all other virtues. That's something to think about this weekend. Anyways, you've been listening to the Rated R Safety Show. I know who you are. You know who I am. And before I tell you the next thing, I truly appreciate everything that you do. Thank you for always coming out, hanging out with us here at Safety FM, the home of real safety talk. Without you guys, we couldn't do what we do. But as you already know, I'm going to tell you the next thing. Love you, mean it. Bye. Have a great, 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 a great, great weekend. Really, have a great weekend. And who knows, I might pop back in at some point today. But you know, things change. Really do, really do love you. See you later. <laughs>